welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us are excited to be here this morning? Please, if you are excited, give God a mighty, 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 mighty clap, my friend. Please take your seat with me. Please take your seat with me. Um, I'm so honored this morning to be here um, at uh, ICGC, Caris Temple, uh, one of the very spiritual ICGC churches. Oh, you don't believe that? And I thank God for the opportunity to be here this very morning. Uh, we bless God for the set man of God over this house. We thank God for what God is using him to do. Uh, I think last year, uh, Pastor Prince, Reverend Prince, uh, came to preach at my church. And it was a very powerful service. The testimonies is... is it's a meeting uh, we have not recovered from. All kinds of testimonies. And we bless God for what God is using him to do. We thank God for the woman of God behind the man of God. You know, I normally tell people that uh, you see, when it comes to ministry and you are connected to the wrong woman, the devil leaves you alone. Because the wrong woman will collapse the ministry. Collapse the ministry. And we bless God for the woman of God. Um, thank you for giving us all for the peace of mind to do ministry. Thank you for holding him and supporting him in, in the ministry. Thank you and God bless you. We want to appreciate the general overseer of this convention, Dr. Otabel. With a mighty clap offering. With a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. Please lift up your hands to him. Lift up your hands to him. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to hear your word this morning. We pray that you speak to us, grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, our theme for the year is increase. Increase. That's our theme for the year. And when you are talking about increase, you are talking about a lot of things. Increase, increase simply means divine addition. To increase is to multiply. And it's very important for us to understand that when we hear things and words like this, we get very excited and we ignore the responsibility that comes with those words. You know, one of the problems of the church is that we like quoting promises, but we don't like the responsibilities that goes with the promise. 
So as we are talking about increase, a lot of people will get excited. It's not enough to tell people that you are going to increase this year and they'll be excited and be jumping. The question is, what is the responsibility I need to undertake to experience increase? Look at someone and say, he's talking to you. Are you afraid of the person? Look at the person and say, you look suspicious. He's talking to you. So responsibility is key to possibilities in life. When somebody decides that I'm not going to be responsible, there cannot be the possibilities of increase in the person's life. Responsibilities. You know, a lot of believers in the church are very confused because they are, they are claiming people's thing. They see a house in East Legon. I claim it. But they forget the responsibility that goes with putting up a house. So a lot of people are very excited. Emotions are, are, are whipped. People get very excited. And there is no demonstration. So a lot of people will be in this commission. And the whole year, they will not experience increase. Not because God has not heard. That the servant of God has not heard. Is because the responsibility that goes with what God has said. They are refusing to apply themselves to it. I pray for somebody today that you'll be responsible. I don't like your amen. Your amen needs some intercessory prayer. Amen. Your amen needs some intercessory prayer. Amen. Increase agrees with the law of nature. It is the evidence of living. The absence of increase shows that death is imminent. As a matter of fact, God created man to increase. And when we are talking about increase, there are different departments of your life God wants you to increase. Your spirituality, now listen to me. If you used to pray one hour, God expects you to increase. Are you here? We live in a generation where people can be on Instagram for one hour and their prayer life is five minutes. That, that is, you are sick, you are in mobile sickness. You are not sick in your body, but spiritually you are sick. There are people who can sit by television and watch uh, irresponsible things like date rash. But when you keep long in church, they are looking at their time. So God wants you to increase. God wants to, you to increase in every area. He wants you to increase in wisdom in every area. So the Bible talks about the fact that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. God wants, there is too much foolishness in the church. And you see foolishness by the way they talk. Foolishness is not written on anybody's head. But you measure people's foolishness by what they say. So God wants you to increase in every area of your life. Every area. But there is one aspect of increase I want to talk about today. And that is financial increase. And I want to talk about wisdom for financial increase. Wisdom for financial increase. I prophesied to somebody this year as we are about to enter the month of April. Financial increase will be your portion. 
financial increase will be your portion. When we are talking about increase financially, we are talking about your financial capacity being amplified. We are talking about your financial capacity being raised. We are talking about your financial capacity being accelerated. There is no enjoyment in driving a Mercedes Benz at 65 years. You are leaking. Your life is almost going. So, David said, the Lord satisfies us early. So, there are certain things. Do you know that? You see, the more your financial capacity delays, the more an aspect of your life delays. Do you know something? Some of you, by the time your financial capacity gets to a level where you can build a house, your house will be in the town. It will be in the village, village. By that time, people have taken over the East Legons, taken over the Sakumonos, taken over all their places. That's why you need to prosper on time. Look at someone and say, you need to prosper on time. And when your financial capacity is not multiplied, you build a house, and the house you build is a hen coop. You are someone you look at the house, you get angry. I pray for somebody today. May your financial capacity multiply. Look at someone and say, May my financial capacity multiply. The church financial capacity must multiply. When a church financial capacity multiplies, all these things we are seeing where people take two bags of rice and two gallons of oil and then one pack of indomie and taking pictures and all over the place will cease. I pray for somebody today. You know, there is an anointing for money. Money has a spiritual dimension. There is a blessing that comes upon your life that you become financially sufficient and be a blessing. God is not against money. Money only takes the identity of the holder. So money is not evil. Money only takes the character of the person that has it. So money is not evil. God is not against you having money. God only frowns in money having you. So God wants you to be blessed. Look at someone and say, God wants you to be blessed. Very poor people are very suspicious people. When you are rich and you are in the midst of poor people, they are very suspicious of you. They look at you as a thief. They look at you as a You see, poverty deadens your mentality. And true humility cannot even measure when people are poor. When you are poor, you can have false humility. We don't know who you are because you are poor. So as you are serving in church, now you are serving in church, and you don't have money, you have the capacity to serve in church. When the money comes, then we know who you are. Yourself will come. I pray that God will prosper you on time. I pray for young women here. Stop looking for a young guy to marry and be a liability on the guy. You have the capacity to be self-sufficient. 
Tell somebody say, I have the capacity to increase financially. I have a daughter whose husband had a problem with their mortgage. And the guy was hiding the thing from the wife. And he would come home and be worried and, and, and all kinds of things. When the wife, the wife asked me to talk to the man, what was his problem? So I sat with the man. He said, I have issues. My, sal my job, salary cut. I've been demoted. I can't tell my wife. I called the woman and the woman came to the office. I said, this is the problem with your husband. The woman woke up from the chair and said, ah, why didn't you tell me this? He said, from today, don't pay the mortgage anymore. I'm paying the mortgage. I am taking care of the house. I'll take care of your clothes for one year. Uh, you see, that's the kind of men, <laughs> women, men want to marry. Not send me. <laughs> And some of you, as you have started little, the Lord will bless you with so much financial capacity to be a blessing. So, financial wisdom. Increase financially travels in the direction of wisdom. In the same way, prosperity or mentality attracts prosperity. Mentality. Attracts. What are the financial wisdom? What are the wisdom for financial increase? Number one. Wisdom. What are the wisdom for financial increase? Number one. Be productive or produce something. be productive. Now, you see, there is no way God can bring increase into your life if there is nothing to increase. Now, according to the law of first mention in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, when God blessed man and told man to, to be fruitful and to increase, he gave man an assignment. He gave man something to do. Now, let me tell you something. Eh? If you are not doing something, you are not entitled to have money. Because money is what you have for the exchange of goods and services. If you are not offering any goods and services, you are not entitled to have money. That's why a lot of people are in the church. They are poor. They pray 24-7, but they are not producing anything. So they can't have money and unbelievers have the money because they are producing things. So Jesus said that the world is to a certain extent wiser than people that are in the church. They are not producing anything. They wake up in the morning, they are all over town like they are assemblymen and women. They are all over town. There, there is nothing they produce. They don't produce anything. There is no productivity. Anything you give them dies in your hands. So there is a link between the blessing of God and the productivity of man. So even when God wants to bless a person, God doesn't bless people in a vacuum. He blesses you. He will bless the works of your hands. There must be something I pray for somebody that the oil for productivity will be released upon your life. 
I don't like your amen at all. Please. I'm coming in the evening for the proper prophetic service. Now when I will say what I have to say, you will jump. But this one is Sunday. We are powerfully dressed. So I will preach powerfully. So when I say amen, please say amen. It's only thieves and frosters that get money without offering goods and service. Even people who do internet fraud, they are productive. <laughs> because you need to have energy to sit by computer. And when you see them, some of them, police will take pictures of the room. You see the room is scattered. They sit there with energy drinks. Because without productivity, you don't have it. You don't get promotion at workplace because you are a Christian. You get promotion at the workplace because you are productive. I have worked in the bank for so many years eh, before I left. The most laziest people in the bank are Christians. When they have to work, they are fasting and praying. Then they are doing their head like this. And when promotion comes, they don't get promotion. Where I work now as director of finance, the most laziest person is the, is the best prayer warrior. He prays like a praying machine, but he's a frustrated man. But he's not productive. Money looks for people who are productive. That is one of the missing link of the church. I pray a lot. I think Osofo is out, so I can say, I can say if Osofo was here, I'll say maybe Osofo is better than me. I don't think there is anybody in this auditorium that prays more than me. I pray, but I'm very productive. With all my prophetic grace, woman of God, I could have just decided I'm leaving everything. I will not work. I would have just put my two masters away, my chartered accountancy away, my chartered financial analyst away, and then just be on ministry. But I decided to be productive. The reason why people have time to gossip is because they are not productive. Because if you are busy to begin with, you will not have time to be talking about people. Now the whole, there, is, there is tension. It's becoming tensious. <laughs> Look at somebody that says it's becoming tensious. Number two, wisdom for financial increase is that present quality. It is not enough to produce something, but produce quality, present quality. So you are working for somebody, produce quality. Quality. Do you know that quality affects opportunity? There are certain mechanic shops that you have taken your car that you will never go there again. There are certain hairdressers that you catch the day you enter that hairdressing saloon. There are certain shops when you get there, the smell in the shop is bad. There is no quality to the place. So quality, you see, when you just don't produce something but when you produce something that is quality it gives you opportunities do you know there are many people selling food 
but there are certain food vendors when they mention your, their name you can't forget because they present quality it is the same food but the packaging is different the service is different the way they talk is different so they are financially sufficient when you have quality opportunities will open for you you can be in Temale people will look for you because you produce quality Thank God for the woman of God that sang very powerfully today. In our gospel music, there, there, there is no quality. There are people no quality. You hear some of the new uh, 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 she, 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 she. you say you are singing to God. No quality. No, no quality. Some of the songs when you hear it, I, I was in a church where I traveled outside the country in the U.S. and I was in a church and a, a lady was singing very powerfully. And as she was singing, the pastor was so excited. As, as I sat there, the Spirit of God left me. So there are performers in church. There is no quality. Can you imagine, you see, if a singer can invest the same time, pastor, a prince, invest in preparing a message, in praying, and then the singer can invest the same time. The spirit of God will move in the church. But you see, sometimes you can just wake up and come and sing because you know the songs in your head and you have the look at someone and say quality. You know why this church will be attractive to people? It's because of the quality you see here. You see, the discipline, the order, and, and everything is quality. It makes church very attractive. There are certain churches when you go there, you get angry. Praise and worship has no time. And they call it liberty of the spirit. Look at someone and say, produce quality. Now listen to me. There are too many people doing what you are doing. That one of the things that can distinguish you from them is quality putting something out there that they don't have. It makes, it, it, it gives you opportunities. I remember when God called me to the prophetic ministry, I told him, hey, hey sir, there are too many people who say they are prophet, especially when you are traveling and you take a car towards a certain direction. There are too many of them. I told them I need something that will make me distinguish in my generation. Something that will put me in my own class. And I heard the Lord told me, I can give you the gift, but how far you go depends on you. Your holiness, your purity. Not saying things you have not heard. If I come this evening and God doesn't show me about anybody, I will not prophesy. I will not say anything. It's not by force. I've prophesied here before. It's not by force. It's not by force. It's like, it's like <laughs> something I saw in the US where a prophet was supposed to prophesy before me and I arrived a day before. My host called me. Do you want to be in the meeting? I said yes. I came to the meeting, the guy started prophesying. 
called somebody and the person he called was somebody he planted in the church. Is it by force? Produce quality. One of the things that is missing in the church is quality. There's no quality. You know what, what makes Dr. Osabe, Otabel distinguish among pastors is the quality he produces. The other people who are buga buga pastors, they talk anyhow. And, and as people see their picture and they get angry. You want financial increase, produce quality. Look at someone and say, produce quality. Are you afraid of the person you are talking to? Look at the person and say, produce quality. Quality will always bring quantity. Quality will always bring quantity. No matter how hard you try, mediocrity cannot attract prosperity. No matter how hard you try. So my counsel to you is that be best and be, be best at what you do and you will get the best out of life. Number three, wisdom for financial increase. You see, I have not said prayer. I have not said anything. That's why when you go to churches, the poorest people in the church are prayer warriors and instrumentalists. Not, not ICGC. It's prayer warriors. They, they, they pray and they are frustrated. But when it comes to financial prosperity, prayer is not in the equation. Prayer is not part of the equation. When it's offering time, they are playing instrument and they are dancing. And they forget their offering. They say it's offering time, then they are praying. Dana, say. They don't give. Number three. Number three. Invest more and spend less. I realized that I didn't even quote my main scripture. My main scripture is Ecclesiastes 10.10. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Money is a seed for investment, not just a tool for expenditure. So, money is a seed and the purpose of a seed is to Plant it for it to germinate and bring more seeds. You should have a culture of savings and not be a, an expenditure-oriented person. There are people be, before their salary come, they are already in debt. There are people who are running businesses today and their capital is gone. Because they are not able to separate their capital from the profit. So any money that comes, they spend it. How can you be living in a house that is 50% of your salary? You are already broke on arrival. How can you be wearing a watch that is bigger than you? You know, one of my daughters came to me and said, I need money for capital. And most of the time when people come to me for those prayers, I give them the money because they don't need prayer. They need support. So this one came to me, I need money for capital. 
I said, in the name of Jesus, can I pray for wisdom for you? She opened her eyes. Then I said, oh, the Lord just revealed to me, you have capital. He said, daddy, no, 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 that's why I came. I said, your mobile phone, I'm using iPhone 12 Pro Max. Yours is 13 Pro Max. You are using iPhone 7 series. I watch 7 series. I said, go and sell them. That's capital. So, a lot of people sitting here, they are trusting God for capital. But the hair you have on your head is the price of Toyota Camry. It is per capital. So you see me again after tonight, you will not see me again for a long time. <laughs> so money is not designed to be killed. Money is designed to birth more money. That's why money is a current. It flows. If your expenditure is more than your investment, your existence your existence in life will be embarrassed that's why you go about borrowing because people don't now you see men are in different sizes and men are in different levels the level you are per time there is something available for you in that level I can't be wearing proper rose wash now because I'm not in that level. I'm not talking about the fake ones. I don't like wearing fake things. That is not my level. I remember I went to a perfume shop in the US and they said one perfume was $3,500. $3,000. I said, for what? <laughs> perfume is perfume. I move out of the place. That watch you are wearing, nobody's the person sitting by you is not asking you what your watch is made of. As long as he can tell, tell you your time, we are good to go. When money enters your house, look for what to invest it in, not how to eat it. You wake up in the morning. Do you, do you know you have clothes, clothes eh, that you don't need? They are there. You bought them and you don't need them. It's like people that have been married for 10 years, 20 years now. When you go to their house, the clothes that were used to marry them is still in a briefcase somewhere. And you are wondering what they are waiting for. And these same people will still come to church and pray, my husband is not romantic, he's not a giver. What about the one he bought for you when you were? Well, have you finished using it? So there are certain young girls when you go to their rooms, eh? There is a lineup of shoes. If they open book shoe boutique, they will be rich. They they have shoes of about forty. Lineup. As if they are doing exhibition for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but they don't have a life of investment, sir. When I left the bank, between the time I left my, my the bank and the time where I decided to do another job was about two years. If I didn't have a lot of investment, I'll be frustrated. I remember the first day I left the bank, when it was the end of the month, it, that was when it occurred to me 
that my salary is not coming. That's why he's talking to me. And, and it is enough to make you have high blood pressure. But when a man, you see, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said that a man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Don't wait when God calls you to eternity. Your grandchildren will come and be cursing you. You just don't leave spirituality for your children. You leave an inheritance for your children. Because people whose fathers have left inheritance for them, they have an advantage in life. And some of you, eh, you are struggling because you were giving birth to in the valley. So all the effort you are doing to climb up to that valley. If your father has given you a, an edge, you would have been somewhere by now. Look at someone and say, invest. Spend less and invest more. That's how you work in financial increase. Spend less and invest more. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, chapter 9, I beg your pardon, verse 6 to 7, the Bible admonishes us to cultivate that habit. Number 4, avoid waste. Avoid waste. Proverbs 18 verse 9. Avoid waste. Money is always in the haste when there is waste. Woman of God, you see, this country is very rich, but the problem is that there is waste. There is waste in this country. There is, there is too much waste in this country. Too much waste. You see, God has waste so much that in one of his ministry, when he came on earth, when the selfie of God came on earth, which was Jesus, was walking on the earth, he multiplied bread, brought increase. Then he told them, gather up the fragment that none will be wasted. So God has waste. As a matter of fact, money will never come into the hands of people who are wasteful. That's why when money comes and you spend it anyhow, a time comes in your life, you need that same money. It doesn't come. Money respects people who are not wasteful. Stop doing experiments with your life. Stop buying try and error makeups. Know what you want and go for it. Don't buy this makeup. Do this makeup. Da, da, da. And then when they look at you, you have a four makeups you don't need. When you look at all the clothes you have, you can pick about 20 of them. And it will shock you that you don't need the rest. So avoid waste. Look at someone and say avoid waste. Young man, one of the ways you avoid waste is to know how to cook. Eating out all the time. Now, one pack of food is almost 45 Ghana cities. So you imagine, uh, with, 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 with the way your, your stomach is a three-bedroom house, just imagine that you are, you are eating in the morning, eating in the afternoon, and eating in the evening. How much do you spend in eating? Do that calculation for seven days. And see what that thing would have, have produced if you have put it in an investment instrument and forgotten about it. Somebody say, avoid waste. 
Avoid. Look at someone and say, avoid waste. Don't buy new iPhones every year because Apple, they play on the minds of people. The difference is nothing. Camera is camera. If you know how to do it well, it will come out well. <laughs> we know how to go. do it well, it will come out well. That's our generation that we have been deceived. One of my sons married and went to the honeymoon after honeymoon. He came back. He said, Daddy, I want to see you. you came to my office. He said, Daddy, I'm already tired. I said, well, He said, that, The girl, do you know that's not the real face? Because the things people are covering up. There is nothing on this earth that is permanent. You see the, the hairstyle you are holding. Something will come. They say bone straight hair. Very soon, flesh straight hair will come. It will graduate like that. If you start following it, you, you cultivate a life of waste. And some of the things you bought 10 years ago that has hair have become irrelevant now. I like the whole way the whole church is quiet. Look at someone and say he's preaching. Don't buy what you don't need. And don't keep what you don't use. Famine and scarcity will always arise for the waster. Number four. Am I doing well? Number five. Am I doing well? Yeah. Maintain records. Maintain records. In other words, in other words, have order. Have, look at someone and say, have order. Woman of God, you know, by the grace of God, when I buy fuel, I, I take receipts. Because I want to track how much I spend on fuel. Because the fuel company is not for my father. So I look at, you know, you know the price of fuel now. Why you look at the price of fuel now and you take record? Now you only move out of your house when it's important. Now visiting friends is no longer a necessity. Somebody say, keep records. Order is the doorway to wonders. You cannot have financial wonder if you don't have financial order in your life. And what order and records does is that it brings accountability and discipline. So, as a man, when you have your salary, you should be able to know how much you spend on utility, able to know how much you spend on water, able to know how much you spend You say a lot of people don't have order. That's why they are frustrated financially. Everything, they wake up in the morning, they sit to where they buy one. Daily graphic, they buy one. They are buying everything. There is no order. When they go to Accra, they don't have a list of what they want to buy. Anywhere they enter, it's good though, they'll buy. <laughs> then at the end of the day, when they don't have money, they are, they are wasting our time. I think I, I have a hole in my pocket. Who put it there? Records makes you accountable. Now listen to me. You should have records that 
I am a tighter. No matter what happens, no matter the financial tension, 10% cannot be touched. You have record. That's the only way you can have financial wonder in your life. This is how much I spend on utility. How much I spend on water. When it goes beyond, you, you say, MTN is not your father's company. So, as you wake up and you are talking like that, it, it comes with bills. So when people flash you and it's not important, don't call back. <laughs> now, you see, as you are sitting there, as I'm preaching right now, some of you, your conscience is pricking you. But if you do a, a calculation of how much you spend on data in the month of earlier, that's why MTN is rich. Because people don't have uh, order. They talk in the time Talk anyhow. Talk about things that are not even important. Then your credit will finish. And you have no record. One day in my organization, they brought phone bills. You know, phone bills. As director of finance. That was when I took over six months. Phone bills. We did the budget. The phone bills that particular month was one-fourth of the budget. You know one-fourth? One fourth of the budget. That means that by the time we get to the end of the month, the budget will, will be running in deficit because of somebody's inability to be disciplined. So I wrote a memo to my boss. I said, We are suspending the use of phones. The people, if they want us, they should call us. If you want us, you call us. Nobody is making calls anywhere. And as I talk to you in that organization, I put an institution there. Nobody makes call out of the organization. Wow. If your work involves call, there is a credit that is allocated to you that you use for the work. Even forward we give in the company. Your forward, you don't take company forward to funeral. We are not the people who kill the people. Look at somebody say, keep records. keep records. Record establishes the foundation for gratitude. You know, Apostle, you will never know what God has done if you don't have records. You see, when you look at your life and then your salary is 1,000 Ghana and you don't have records and you have been able to survive problems that are around 2,000 and something like that. If you don't have record, you will not be grateful that God has come through for you. And records is what brings caution. When there is record, you are cautious. Like this, now that we are in this today, when you are driving somewhere, you are cautious. I was at the motorway filling station there. A guy brought a G-Wagon. He rolled down the glass. You know, the guy left my car because my car was not a G-Wagon. He went to the other guy's car. And the guy said, wisdom is maintain a storehouse maintain a storehouse 
A storehouse is a strategic reserve. Keep something aside no matter how little. The blessings of God is always in search of storehouses. You know, let me tell you something. The Lord told me something this morning. He said, a storehouse is a faith action. It's a faith action. And I asked him, how is it a faith action? He said, it's a faith action because you are trying to tell me there will be avenue for leftover. Have a storehouse. Look at someone and say, have a storehouse. <laughs> have a storehouse. Do you know the church is a storehouse? Yeah. The church is a storehouse. That's why I said, bring my tithes, all the tithes to my house, the storehouse. Look at someone and say, have a storehouse. You know, there are people who can buy anything for their girlfriends, but will not give anything in church. They can give anything. Do you know there are people here, when they call for sick, they will never give. But when they go to a prophet who is frustrated, the person can call 20,000, they will give. I heard a story of a church leader when they are doing fundraising, he doesn't give. And he have a Mercedes Benz. He went to some fellowship somewhere. The prophet looked at him and shake his head and said, you are about to die. And there's no human being when they say you are dying, you will not be afraid. Except people who are grounded in God's word. The Lord is saying the only way that death can be stopped is bring your Mercedes Benz. The guy foolishly left foolishly. It's not an insult. It's a description of his state. He foolishly left his Mercedes Benz and started walking to church. So the pastor asked the wife, ah, but where is the Mercedes Benz? He said he went to give it in church. Some church somewhere. And the pastor said, ah, me, my face doesn't like Mercedes Benz. <laughs> so the pastor called the man and said, go and show me the church. You saw the Mercedes Benz. And when he entered the church, the pastor has just landed with the Mercedes Benz. Say how Mercedes Benz said to him. Then he told the pastor, I know you in this town. I know that you are not of God. If you don't want people to hear us, give me my son's Mercedes Benz. That's how he took the Mercedes Benz for the man. Have a storehouse. And one of the wisdom God wants us to learn in the scriptures from the ant is that the ant has a storehouse where he stores sir, sir if it is not because I had a storehouse when I came out of the bank I will be frustrated very frustrated very, very, very for that's why people do things and they die. They have sickness. You need to have a storehouse. Put something aside. It's financial wisdom. Even God operates the storehouse system. So he said, lay not dust on this earth where it is the air. Uh, Ants and things and those things have the capacity to chew it. But lay treasures in heaven. Operate a storehouse in heaven.
Now the tension is coming down. Tension. Look at somebody and say, he's talking about you. A storehouse is not just about having a recurrent expenditure, but it's investing. Do you know that? Ladies and gentlemen, you see, sir, it's only in this country eh, you see celebrities on social media and they are proud of owning iPhone 13 Pro Mass. It's only in this country. This country, you don't need a comedian to make you laugh. Immediately, you wait, there is enough news in this country to laugh. Phone, iPhone and Hester and dressing. So when you look at your colleagues, you are under that influence. So you want to live a particular life to meet up their class. But when you look at them, I went to a wedding. The 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 bride is it? The bride is a woman. The bride should smile, she couldn't smile. Now you know because their stomach was hurting. And the Kentadia son is so tight. Who sent you? Number seven. Live within your means. Proverbs 22 verse 7. Avoid the borrower's lifestyle. can you imagine that there are people in this church that you are owing it will kill the anointing there are things you want to preach you can't say it that's why I don't eat in people's house I don't eat in church members house there is no church member that can say that I've eaten in his house uh, his house I don't want to wahala when I'm preaching and the word of God is corrective so when I'm preaching God's word and it is piercing you say church 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 and yet me fufu na wodi na oni kasha. I don't want that kind of life. Stop living. Stop borrowing clothes for funeral. The Bible is clear. The borrower is a slave to the lender. So one of the blessings in Deuteronomy chapter 28, when you hack into the principles of God's word, is that you shall not borrow. You can never work in financial increase if you're a borrower. Borrowing empties your tomorrow into today. Such that when your tomorrow arrives, it is empty. 
That's what borrowing does. Do you know, okay, I can tell you this as a chartered accountant. Do you know that when you borrow money, you have a negative balance against your life? That's why there are scriptures uh, 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 admonition, thou shalt not borrow. And because people are wasteful, they spend, they are not investment oriented. They don't have storehouses. They are not productive. They don't produce quality. You realize that they start borrowing. I did a service recently. It's, it's called Prophetic Feast. After the service, one woman walked up to me and said, Prophet, I came here to cause trouble. <laughs> uh, what did you look at? I laughed. I said, what is the problem? He said, there is a member here that is owing me. I say how much? He said thousand something. I say for how many? For how long? He said six months. You say when you one day you are owing people, you you don't pick calls. You are you are very selective. You don't pick strange numbers. Immediately your phone is ringing, your heart is beating. Somebody is knocking at your gate. You are not too sure whether it's the person you are owing. It makes you lose peace. And I say what? Why? Why? He said, one of the people coming to my service has come to borrow cloth and even borrow the sewing of the cloth. That's double agony. Even that kind of life, if God sends angels to you, they will, they will, they will disappear. They will not come to you. They will look at you and say, ah, from where I belong to, this is not the covenant practice. You are too an anointed borrower. There are people in your community, they know you are anointed, certified a verified borrower. So that people don't even want to borrow to you anymore because they can't trust you. If you want to have financial increase, increase financially, you need to delete borrowing out of your life. When I, I, I started at the bank, sir, when I started at the bank, my father called me one time. When I started working, three months into the, the working, he called me and said, Hey, never borrowed money from your bank to buy a car. You know what? No matter the price of the car, as long as you immediately you buy it and drive it from Toyota, it has depreciated. You can never sell that car at the same price again. But do you know something? If you had borrowed money to buy a land 20 years ago, the value of the land now can buy you a car. And can even buy you another land somewhere else. So we need money to do things in the church. But people don't have the money. Because there is no wisdom for financial increase. Life is in phases. Men are in sizes. I heard Oye Depo said that accept your size in life by time. I will never wear a shirt 
that is a particular price because I'm not there yet. I stay in my lane. But you two, you want to please people. Nobody's even seeing you. Nobody's even you want to wear things that are branded, brand names. Prada. Giorgio Armani, Calvin Klein. Then you give us pressure by coming to church with a suit with a tag on it. Instead of removing the tag, you even have the tag there. You give us pressure. Anybody under any yoke of death, I declare supernatural cancellations of death. I can't hear your amen. I say, I declare supernatural cancellations of death. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will come through for you and give you a fresh start so that you begin to walk in financial increase. As you are screaming an amen, a miracle just happened to you. Number eight, look up to no one but to God. Looking up to man is looking away from God. Looking away from God is looking away from good. And looking up to man is the signature for shame. Because looking up to God positions a man for the blessing. And when the blessing comes, one of the things it comes up with is financial increase. Now church, let me tell you something. Stop looking up to men and their promises. Look up to God and his promise. God always honors what he says. So look up to him. If God says I'm going to increase you this year financially, look up to him. And one of the signs you are looking up to God is following his principles and precepts. It's a sign that you are looking up to him. Decide. You know, I didn't bring certain things because I don't want my point to be many. But you see, some of the things I could have brought. You see, one of the ways to decide not to be crooked and corrupt is looking up to God. A man who looks up to God will not be corrupt and be crooked. Changing figures. Trying to scheme and lying your way just to make money. The Bible said that the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. Anything you steal, you are telling God that you don't have the capacity to have it. Look up to God. He has the capacity to make you financially a financial giant. Stop looking up to your boyfriend. I heard a story of a lady called Amaka. She went to church and then they did altar call. And she came forward to give her life to Christ. Then the friend called her. Amaka, there is hookah pole. He said, I'm in front to give my life to Christ. But how much is involved? The amount involved will determine whether I give my life to Christ or not. I heard one great man of God said that what, I, what God cannot give to me, 
may I never have it. There is nothing God does not have the capacity to give to you. So the Bible said, I remember the Lord your God for it is he that gives you power, the ability, the grace. In the evening, I'll talk about power for increase. How the power, the anointing, the Holy Ghost can generate increase in a man's life. Look at someone and say, look up to God. Oh, look at the person. Look at the person and say, look up to God. Are you afraid of the person? Look up to the God. Finally, maintain an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude secures the past and the present blessing and attracts future blessings. Maintain excitement and joy and you receive fulfillment in life. If you are on 600 cities today as your source of income, be grateful to God. Be excited. Have a life of gratitude and God will upgrade you. Tell somebody be grateful. Look at someone and say be grateful. Be grateful for the car you have. It may be smoking, but be grateful. Do you know the number of people in Mercedes-Benz? And they don't have peace of mind. During the pandemic, I went to pray for a man. Eh? He had dollars. You know dollars in Kiso back. He had it under his bed. Because he has idol at his, inside his bed. Idol under the bed. And when he sleeps in the night, he will hear people talking. It's like night market. Who will buy Pam not? Who will buy this? It's not that they say, oh, I heard it. That's how people's life are. As people are in the Mercedes-Benz and you own those kind of cars. One time I was at Achimota and a man brought an Audi. Brand new Audi to buy fuel. And then the man came out of the Audi. The coat, the suit was bigger than him. You realize that this is an oversized suit. Then the Holy Ghost told me, look, when I saw, the man was urinating with a urinal bag in the suit. But he's in an Audi. But you are in a car that is smoking, but you are peace of mind. Money without peace of mind is a liability. It's a curse. So maintain a life of gratitude. Be grateful for where you are per time. I finish preaching. your hands to him. I want us to pray for just some two minutes. Pray for grace to put what you have heard into practice. Grace to be disciplined. Grace to be productive. Grace to present quality. Grace to have order in your life. Grace to have a storehouse. Somebody just lift up your voice and begin to pray. Pray that grace. Pray that grace. Pray that grace upon your life. Pray that 
pray that grace upon your life. Rapata tayana brayan tolo brasakapa. Riba kada bayada na bayakapa. Rapata tayana na basaya. One of the blessings God is bringing to this church this year is financial increase. Financial increase. Stretch. Financial increase. Stretch. Financial open doors. Lift up your voice and pray grace. Grace to be a doer. Grace. Grace to be a doer. Grace to be a doer. Please, I want to pray this prayer before I give the microphone to the man of God. If you are here and you are saddled with debt, don't be shy. Walk towards me. I want to pray for you. You are here. You are trusting God to give you a fresh start in the area of your finances because you are owing somebody or something. Just walk up to me. Don't be afraid. I want to pray for you. There is something God can do for you supernaturally. Walk up to me. Walk up to me. There's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want. There's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want. Be with you. There's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want. Your presence, Lord. All I want. Presence, Lord, 
All I want is to worship you. There's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to worship you. There's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I Jesus, let a miracle happen to them. Give them a fresh start in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. A miracle will happen to you. Can I have some envelopes? Can I have some envelopes? How many of you know that when I was preaching, my third point is that invest. And one of the ways we invest is giving. Kingdom giving is an investment. Look at someone and say, Kingdom giving. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.